Kids in a 412. I am your host, Meat. Today's background music is provided by Steezy as fuck. Check them out on YouTube. Got the link in the description with this episode. Today, my guest on the show is Villain. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for stopping by to sleep today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. a cool spot. I love the stoop. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hope you're feeling at home here. Um, so why don't you go ahead and dive in and tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Music Please don't stop them.
What's happening, y'all? Again, thank you, Stu, for having me. Uh, my stage name is Villain. I made that name whenever I started beatboxing, like, almost a decade ago. Um, my real name is Anthony Mladenov. I grew up in Pittsburgh my whole life. I never lived anywhere else. Um, yeah. I started beatboxing when I was, like... 13 years old which was in like 2011 and now it's 2020 so yeah almost a decade um i was just hanging out with my cousin one time because i'm born in bulgaria um and he showed me a video of a beatboxer and i just started following the scene in 2011 and then a year later i watched the first beatbox world championship that i ever saw on a live stream and then that got me into beatboxing. And since then, I've been traveling the world, going to events and doing shows. And I'm not only limited to beatboxing, I'm expanding into electronic music production. But um, yeah, that's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so versatile from the start already. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about like why villain? Like what, what brought you to the conclusion of that name and moving forward? Well, I just want to preface it with I'm not a bad person. And that's... <laughs> a lot of people think that whenever I tell them villain, they'll be like, oh, like, he's bad. But it's like, it's an enigma in itself, you know? It's like, like, I was thinking of, I was thinking of beatbox names that began with the letter that not a lot of beatbox names had at the time mm -hmm. so it was like a fad in like the 2011 2012s 2013s to make your beatbox name and then capital fx at the end you know there's like sid fx from the uk faith S faith sfx from the uk there's a korean guy from toronto named korean effects from toronto you know um so I was just like, okay, I don't want to be FX like those guys because that's played out. But I was like, I want something original. And my last name ends with a V. And I was like, okay, what would be a cool stage name that begins with a V? And then I thought about what I wanted my music to sound like. And I was like, all right, villain, because I like dark beats and I like that deeper emotion in music. So that's how I came to villain and it's just stuck ever since you know and um what it really means is like you know you're not a bad person i just think that everyone has a dark side to them you know it might not be like a negative side but it might be like a like you can't be happy all the time type thing you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that it's like like the good and the evil should outweigh each other and that's kind of like what the name is okay. means to me you know yeah absolutely so it's definitely like kind of like everybody has that side that like they might not portray out into like a public scene or something like that so it's like there's always like you know what we show people and what we tend to keep inside so i feel like is that kind of like the play you're going after it can mean that it can mean buddy's got skeletons in his closet it could mean you know, you think fucked up shit because everyone has a fucked up thought once in their life and then they check themselves and they're like, nah, like I can't think like that. You know, it can mean a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah, definitely like, yeah, what you said, yeah. Okay. Um, so you said that you like that kind of like the emotional, like deep sounding um, effect. 
Um, so how, based off of that, how would you describe like your music slash like beatboxing skills then in like three words? So like beatbox skill wise, they're, they're very tied into each other, mm-hmm. but there's like a difference between just beatboxing and just trying to create music, you know? Cause it's like in the beginning of beatboxing, people were just like doing hip hop beats and they were like doing it for rappers. And then it developed into Europeans doing electronic beats and doing it for like shows and stuff like that you know just jamming with each other and right. now we're in a time where beatboxers are creating music out of their beatboxing so if i had to like describe the beatbox skills it would be very technical i'm a very technical beatboxer like super technical but also like deep not to reuse that word but deep yeah. like i love like deep bass sounds like and 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 like that's just cool to me you know yeah but um yeah like technical deep and also like just groovy i'm really really into grooves because you know you can be technical but can you like groove it you know what i'm saying like Like, shit like that. Like, that's just groovy. I like to, like, bouncy, if I can use a fourth word, you know what I'm saying? But in terms of, like, music style, it's been hard for me to not be too technical in my music. And that's what a lot of beatboxers critique me on, is being too technical. But that's just my vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. So for music style, I like to be, like, chill in some aspects but also like very high energy you know like right. when i go on stage i beatbox like it's the last time i'm ever gonna beatbox you know like i throw my heart out there and that's what that's what i want performers to do anytime i go see a show like give all of yourself to the crowd so like like chill high energy but also like deep to use that word a fifth time <laughs> <laughs> oh all right yeah so we got two of like snippets that we're gonna play. So we're gonna do the instrumental version of a Millie, and then we're gonna play your Flatbush Zombie cover. Kind of show that effect between like your musical and like that beatboxing skill, and like also like how they intertwine and it creates like something beautiful. So I'm gonna get a Millie queued up now. <laughs> the intro's mad long, but you get the vibe, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, and then we're gonna cut to the Flatbush zombie cover. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the Flatbush zombie cover while I'm pulling it up? Well, shit, you know, it's really funny, because, like, I only got into Flatbush zombies because of Colby. Okay. And that's how I know you. Right. <laughs> and when I met Colby, like, we was just, like... 
Like, do the people know who Colby is? Do you want to shout him out? Yeah, give the people proper... know who Colby is. People yeah. Know. He's the guy that made my intro. He's the guy that was here with Trez's interview doing the live DJ speed. Uh, yeah, everybody knows who Colby is. I always make sure to shout him out. He's my bro. Jake. It's not Jake, it's Colby. <laughs> <laughs> if you call him Jake, then you just, you really don't know him like, like you should. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like the government or some shit. <laughs> yeah. You just call them first name, man. Right. But no, like that's how that's how I know about Flatbush. And whenever I was like coming into beatboxing, like in 2013, 2014, that's whenever I got a job, and that's how I funded myself to like travel the world and shit. Mm-hmm. And when I got the job, Colby was working there, and I linked with him, and he was like my first dude who I would talk to hip hop like super in depth with, and he pulled up Flatbush Zombies, and like within a year of us hanging out, they dropped this album, which was um. It was like not I forget the fucking album, but it was like you know, it was one. It was like their. It was. It might. I think it was like after Palm Trees. The the Odyssey. The Odyssey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Odyssey album came out, and then like I heard that song, and I was like, "Oh, this vibe is dope." The song Ascension, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, "Shit, like let me do a cover of this because I think it's dope." And yeah, it's just yeah, that's how it happened. Okay, but now what was this cover for again? The cover was for a beatbox video submission to a beatbox battle in South Korea. And they picked 16 beatboxers from the world, and I ranked like 6th, and then I went out there and I got 4th place. I went to Korea last year. Yeah, how was that experience? Changed my life. Everyone should go to Asia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna play this uh, Flappers Butt zombie cover for right now. I am ascending, I'm trying to be better than God, what the fuck am I saying, I ain't even into my pride, taking over the world, I'll do it one day at a time, time is an illusion, I think that I'm losing my mind, I'm trying to be better than God, I ain't what the fuck am I saying, Get to the 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 get to the
like I said, that that especially that ending, the ending that you have on that is just like that's where you really got me. Like, cause like I said, like especially with you being here and doing like live, like seeing you do this shit live, is like whoa. Cause like you know like how we were saying earlier, like never like seeing it on like YouTube and like you know or TikTok or something is one thing, but then to see it live like is definitely totally something different um so like building off of that where have you performed i mean it seems like you've been already pretty much all over the world if that's not a mistake by me but it seems like you've you've covered some ground so far in your in this like young career yeah like the only like the only uh what is it oh shit why'd i lose the word continents the only continents i haven't been to are like Africa, Australia, and Antarctica. Right? That's there's like seven, so then yeah. like North America, South America, Europe, and Asia. Yeah. Right? I've been to all them shits, you know? And I've performed in all of them except South America. You know, like when I started beatboxing, I was going to New York City a lot. Because that's where it started, and like that's where the connection became yeah. began with the beatboxers in North America. So that's like kind of like the central hub here, then. Definitely. Yeah. So if you want to make it first in America, it's like you better go and get your name out in New York, then. Well, you know, it, we live in a time where it's like anyone can be famous from like a multitude of ways, whether it's like you do live or you do like production. So if you do production, like you don't even have to be anywhere. Like people right. can just find out about you. But if you want to be in the beatbox scene and make a name for yourself, then you got to definitely go to New York City if you live in America. If you live in Canada, then you go to Toronto. So I spent a lot of time in Toronto. Beatboxers think that I'm from Canada and live in Toronto because I've been there so many times. <laughs> and there's like a million videos of me in Toronto beatbox battles. Okay. But that was the beginning connection was like New York City and then Toronto and Columbus as well, which is really random. But like, yeah, there's a lot of Ohio beatboxers. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit football team, but like good beatboxers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so then, so then from, so we get from like, so from Pittsburgh to New York, is like Pittsburgh like an established scene for beatboxing or is that, is this not a thing here? You know, yet to be ETA of like five years. Okay. <laughs> so you think it's definitely something that's like gaining traction here then? In some ways, you know, it's like, it's like you can, you can be like the New York City guys where they link up with like a bunch of hip hop people, whether they're rappers or poets or dancers, you know, or you can be like the Toronto guys where they link up with like hip hop people as well, but they also do a lot of like youth advocacy. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing work now to like inspire the youth because they're the next generation, you know? Right. So hopefully in Pittsburgh, all plans go well. Like we can spread it to the kids because the kids are the future of beatboxing, you know? Right. So that plays into what your visit was at Duquesne University here, uh, what, just over these past couple weeks. Um, you said it was with, uh, between you and uh, Best Buddies program that you performed for. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so for the people who don't know what Best Buddies is, it's a organization that works with Duquesne University that helps adults to middle-aged adults with intellectual disabilities and cognitive disabilities, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that, definitely intellectual disabilities, who 
just need like a buddy, you know? And they like to like hang out with friends and best buddies gives them that platform to go hang out with people who don't have disabilities. So a person with disabilities goes to dis to best buddies and they're paired up with someone who doesn't have disabilities and they're the best buddies, you know, like the two of them. Mm -hmm. And it's like an organization of a bunch of people with disabilities and a bunch of people who have a partner that are not disabled and they do like all sorts of engaging activities. Um, I'm not sure what all of them are, but the show that we did for them was just the beatbox presentation where we did like a 45 minute set with me and my boy his name is mike y shout out to mike y he is a mouth drummer and acapella beatbox artist who does live looping as well me and him did a show for best buddies and we got linked to that show through a speech pathologist who is one of the heads of the speech pathology department at duquesne university um shout out to heather rukeswitz it's hard to say her last name but yeah shout out to heather duquesne um we linked up with her and you know right now we're in the works of getting together like one of the first studies mm -hmm. that links speech pathology and beatboxing but while we're waiting for that to go through for like the specifics of all that like the funding and like the actual outline of everything um she was like yeah we need to do something that engages people and we work with people who need not necessarily need but like we should get beatboxing out to so we did the show for Best Buddies and it went amazing and everyone was beatboxing in the room and they were all happy and it like went more amazing than any of us could have imagined. So we're getting ready to like do another show for them and yeah, I love Duquesne and Best Buddies. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a great thing to definitely be a part of because it allows you to definitely get back in touch with the community, especially like the community in which you grew up in and then being able to see how what you do is definitely beneficial and for other people and to see them become exposed to it and like enjoy it. I feel like that definitely gives some like self gratitude back to yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, in the world, it's like, how are you going to make the world a better place? That's my view on the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like this, this thing beatboxing, for me and a lot of other people that started beatboxing, like the professionals that I'm friends with, we started it because we didn't really like anything else, you know? A lot of us played sports, a lot of us played other instruments, you know, we did a bunch of other shit, but it was like when we found beatboxing, it was like something that we all longed for, and once we found it, like, it became an addiction, you know, and it brought us so much joy and happiness. And we just want to like spread that to everyone else so that maybe if they feel like they're in a way missing something that they want to find, like maybe beatboxing is that thing for them. Specifically with the Duquesne thing, we just wanted to give them a platform where they could freely express themselves. So it's like, yeah, you give what you get. And like, we just want to give happiness and like positivity. Right. And all this doesn't come though without you having some sort of platform for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because like without a platform, without an audience to capture, your message is kind of just gonna get lost in a void. Um, so you stated earlier that you're what four four time North American champion. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that process. Oh, bro, it was a crazy process. <laughs> oh my god. See, like, okay, so this opens up a whole can of worms of like the beatbox scene. Yeah. So basically, it's like. The, 
beatbox scene has been super about battles, right? Like it started in the 80s with hip hop and back then it was like when beatboxing began with hip hop in the 80s in New York City, it was like people were beatboxing and pe for for people who needed a beat to rap to. And then it became competitive because there'd be like rap battles, but there'd also be individual beatbox battles. And like it died off through the 80s and then the 90s, it wasn't really like happening. Then Europe picked it up in the early 2000s and made it more electronic, but they still kept that hip hop vibe of battling. And now we're at a point where it's been like, it's been like 40 years since beatboxing was created. And it's like, it's been battles, 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 but only in recent years have we changed the battle format into more of like showcasing, right? So normally whenever a battle happens, it's like there's two beatboxers or there's tag teams of two beatboxers versus two beatboxers, or there's like teams of beatboxers, like five beatboxers versus five beatboxers, which we can get into like yeah. at another time. But like, that's <laughs> the shit is like one V one or like whatever it is, one party versus another. And it was like, it was like beatboxer one goes for a minute and a half, beatboxer two answers for a minute and a half, then beatboxer one again for a minute and a half, beatboxer two again for a minute and a half. Now we're at a time where like we want to show the world that beatboxing is not just like one and a half minute rounds, like time pieces. It's like more than that. Like you can have a transformative experience with like a five minute showcase. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So now it's like <clears throat> that's what we're developing into is like longer periods of beatboxing for like more in-depth beatboxing the way i got into it was like i was beatbox battling guys on xbox whenever i was like 13 years old <laughs> and we were all playing mw2 trick shotting and like like kill feeding and we were all talking shit and then we'd like go and beatbox battle you know people would run the fade on rust with like a quick scope match <laughs> but we would run the fade through the party and beatbox battle each other so that's how i started and then i found out about this battle that was happening in columbus that's called the midwest beatbox battle shout out to shut your mouth and beatbox and lethal effects those guys those are my boys but um yeah they were running this battle called midwest beatbox battle and i found out about it through xbox actually and then i bought my tickets and my parents took me to it and i was 15 at the time and i met like all the american legends who were like all in their mid-20s and there was this beatboxer who really inspired me his name is kim he's from france and he's one of like the ogs one of the illest and we flew him out to like judge the battle so it was like crazy for me at 15 years old to be around these guys who were like older than me and like doing things that a 15 year old shouldn't be doing you know <laughs> and i was just hanging with the boys and girls and then we like went to the battle and we had an open elimination where anybody could go up on stage and do a set and then they picked 16 beatboxers to move on to day two where they battled each other in like a just like a normal bracket style you know one versus 16 right, right. so it's like the 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 eighth finals, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, right? Yeah. And like, it was my first battle. I was 15. No one ever heard of me. And I made it into the battle. And everyone's like, yo, no fucking way. Like, he's on it. So I was like, so inspired to keep going after that. And like, at age 15, bro, like, my parents, like, they picked me up. And I was like, all partied out from like that 
first party because I was just like <laughs> hanging out late. It was like 3 a.m. and they were like trying to like come pick me up and I wasn't telling them where I was until I was like, all right, it's 3 a.m. They need to come pick me up. And then my dad picked me up. He's like, I'm never letting you come to this again. And I'm like, yeah, you're not, but I'm gonna let myself come to this. Great. So I got a job and that's where I met Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. And I got that job in like at age 15, 16, like I was working and like I was going to New York City with my homies who were like in their 20s, you know? And I was like this 16 year old going to New York city without his parents like shit's wild you know what i'm saying so like i was going to these battles we were going to midwest beatbox battle we were going to american beatbox championships in new york city and then they threw this beatbox battle that's the second international beatbox battle in north america called the great north battle which happened in toronto and the official beatbox host in the world. He just hosts all the beatbox battles. Scotty Jackson, Scott Jackson on the threes, the twos, and the ones. He was throwing this battle in Toronto and that's when I started going to Toronto. So it was like, all right, like I had gone through like three or four battles and I lost in the first battle and I'd never won a battle. And then finally it was like 2014, we went to the Midwest beatbox battle and I made it to the finals, bro. Like I had never won a battle, but I won my first battle that night. And then I made it to the finals and lost and I got second place. And then it was like, yo, like, I'm just going to keep doing this, you know? And then a year later, I went back to Midwest Beatbox Battle, and in the semifinals, I beat my boy who beat me the year before in the finals. Shout out to Napalm. He's one of the sickest beatboxers in the world. He's vice world champion. I beat him in the semifinals in 2015 at Midwest Beatbox Battle, and then I won the finals against a super sick beatboxer called Kenny Urban. Shout out to Kenny Urban. Um, So I won Midwest Beatbox Battle in 2015. Then I went to Toronto and I won Great North Battle in 2015. It's been so long. (laughs) What was it? It was like 2016, I'm pretty sure. I won Great North Battle. And then I went back to... Midwest beatbox battle later in 2016 and won it again. I became the two-time champ. I was the first two-time champ of Midwest beatbox battle. Then I went back to Toronto in 2017 and I won Great North and became the two-time, two-time. So I just dubbed myself the four-time champ, you know? Right. Because, like, they're the only international beatbox battles. We don't necessarily have, like, a North American beatbox battle. There's no, like, European beatbox battle, you know? Mm -hmm. There is an Asian beatbox championships because they've unified themselves. But, like, that's the politics in the game where, like, no one's really, like, came together and made, like, the official thing. But I beat, like, a lot of legends, you know? And these are the international battles, so four-time champ it used to be the two-time two-time but that sounds really bad so yeah. i was like fuck it we're just gonna make it the four-time four time. champ yeah yep. <laughs> all right so a lot of experience a lot of perseverance definitely to keep you going and then once you got that first win it was like okay like definitely something about it. so where would you say then your skill set is that 15 year old who walked in there first ever battle to now where where would you say you are what way i guess if you were all right so like if you were to walk into that same arena now as you are now and be able to talk to 15 year old you and give him like advice tips before like you know as he's like warming up and getting ready to go out what do you tell him 
Damn, I love this question. Ooh. So like, I just want to preface it with I don't live in regrets. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there are things that I regret. Like back in the day when I was coming up, I was a little asshole on stage. Like I was mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I'd be up there and I'd be mean mugging and I'd be talking shit, you know? So you'd be the villain. I'd be the villain. <laughs> and bro, that's, 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 yeah, you get it. Yeah. Now you get it. So it was like, I became the thing that I didn't want to become. You know what I'm saying? I became the villain and everyone saw me as the villain and it was like, yo, like fuck him, you know? But like, I was nice. So they can't, they can't hate me. You know what I'm saying? Like I was battling because I was good and shit but I feel like in some ways I definitely let the ego get to my head when I was like a sophomore in high school and I was like battling and shit and I was like beatboxing and everyone knew me as that beatboxer you know and it was like if I could go back I would definitely tell myself to be more humble because I've learned my lessons and I like to think that I'm a humble person now you know but I was young so whatever but it's like yeah be more humble um be more I always prepared for battles but it's like I could have definitely have prepared more you know because there's like like the beatboxers who become world champion those are the guys who beatbox for like 8 to 12 hours every single day for like years in advance leading up to the world championships those are the guys that win you know what I'm saying like you can you can you can hear and sense the energy and vibe from those guys that they're the ones that practice nonstop. So if I could give myself advice, it would be like, don't stop practicing. Cause you know I took like, I took leaves of absences from the community because I wasn't feeling it anymore. You know, and there was a point in time when I was like 17, 18, and I was graduating high school. And I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. I was like afraid of moving out to like go and like be a beatboxer with my homies in New York or like go be a beatboxer in Toronto with my homies or just move out. And it was like, I was afraid of like, I was just afraid of fear, you know, mm -hmm. or, or afraid of failure, I should say. So definitely like, if I could go back, I'd be like, yo, you need to be nicer and more humble know your place you also need to like not stop practicing and you also not have to not be afraid of failure you know so that's what i tell myself yeah okay um now you say like you spent like hours working on your craft so like what what does it look like what what do you practice so, like how does that work you know like do you like because like some people will go and like, like take like voice lessons for example if like you're a vocalist or something like that um so what does a beatboxer do to like hone his craft and expand that's awesome that you asked that because now we're at a time in beatboxing that's not only transformative of like the live events but also the the youtube production and content is dope but also the lessons beatbox lessons because like you said there's voice lessons mm -hmm. a lot of beatboxers in the scene came from like a vocal background and they've taken voice lessons then they come into the scene and they're like yo where can i get beatbox lessons and people weren't really doing lessons until maybe a couple years ago right and all these mainstream beatboxers who were big they were like yo i'm doing lessons and then everybody followed suit and they were like yo i'm doing lessons yo i'm doing lessons and it's like in the beginning of beatboxing in the 80s no one was teaching anybody 
you know mm-hmm. like talking to the old heads when i go to new york city like i know guys that are like 40 plus and they're ogs from back in the day they tell me that like everyone was super hip-hop and secretive you know what i'm saying yeah. like like if you ask someone what they were doing they'd kind of take it as a diss because you'd be trying to bite their style because that in essence is what hip-hop came from is like biting sounds and samples and then remaking it in your own way so it's like in beatboxing, if you ask someone back in the day what they were doing, they'd be like, no, 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 I ain't telling you because I want to beat you in the battle or like I want to be better than you and I can't let you learn my tricks and shit. But now we're at a time where it's like beatboxers are cool with sharing their stuff because we've realized that there's only, there's an unlimited amount of sounds, I think, with beatboxing because everyone's anatomy is different, but there's a lot of basic sounds that everyone learns so that they can implement it into their style that everyone learns. And when I came into the game in 2011, I was looking up beatbox tutorials on YouTube. And that's where the the teaching really came in because I didn't have anybody that knew how to beatbox. I didn't know where to find beatboxers. I was on YouTube looking at beatboxers and doing sound tutorials. And then it was like the tutorials got better and better and people would start doing more tutorials. So like that was cool. And now, like I said, it's like the beatbox lessons thing. But my boy, who's the American beatbox champion this year, shout out to Audicle. He does rhythm dubstep beats. He's super ill. Like, you guys need to check him out. Audicle's his name. He actually is super dope at constructing beats. And he's very good at teaching people how to use their tricks in the best way possible, you know? Mm. And he's super tight with the online community because the online beatboxers link up through Discord, which is a gaming talk server. And he um, he's like started, he started like a Discord server. And there's also my boy Decoy from Boston who has his own Discord server. But those two homies are about to link up and like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but like they're gonna link up and do some shit together. But like, um, just be on the lookout for like a beatbox lessons program, the first official one. We're trying to basically get really dope beatboxers who are really influential in the scene to get together. And it's kind of going to be like a Pokemon gym. Okay. Where a beatboxer has their own, like, students, and then they battle other beatbox teachers as students and shit. I might be disclosing information, but (laughs) I'm going to talk about it because if you made it this far in the podcast, you deserve to know, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where you go to learn beatboxing. You go, you DM a beatboxer on Instagram or like Facebook, you know, beatboxers are generally pretty cool about responding to fans, you know? Mm -hmm. So if it's like as an up and coming beatboxer, you do that. You go look at the YouTube tutorials and then you go link up a beatboxer who you really look up to and who you want to learn from, you know? But also for for a beatboxer on my level, like I can just watch a video of homie and just figure out how to do it, you know? Like me as a beatboxer, I'm there's a there's this game called Guess That Beatboxer. That Human Beatbox, shout out to Human Beatbox. They have a YouTube channel where they like do um, they cover American events and battles and shit But they um, they have this game called guess that beatboxer where they have a pile of cards with beatboxers and you and a partner One of you picks up the card and it's like charades They pick up the card and whatever beatboxer it is you have to do their beat and then the other person guesses what the beat like what the beatboxer is and 
I'm disputably one of the greatest at the game because I know how to copy everybody. Nobody's safe out here. I can do all y'all's beats, so you need to step it up. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But yeah, I like I like copying people and then doing it my own way, you know? Because yeah. I feel like we all learn from each other, you know? Right. Okay. Um, so off of that then, who did you draw your influence of? Like when you got into the scene, like who did you look for to like kind of like... Yes. And make, like, kind of, like, play with their sound versus, like, what you were able to create. Because you said everybody's different, so like, you think that there's, like, skills that maybe some person might be able to get that another won't just because of the anatomy effect. So where did you look for when you started out? So it's, like, so when I started, like, in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Homie on Xbox a year later in 2012 sent me that link to the Beatbox World Championship live stream. And I clicked on the link and then I saw this Bulgarian beatboxer win the shit. And his name is Skiller. And he became world champion in 2012. He was like the beatboxer that made me want to start beatboxing. Because I'm born in Bulgaria and I was with my cousin in Bulgaria. And he showed me that Bulgarian beatboxer Skiller, and I was like, yo, like, he's so sick, like, I want to be like him. So I started copying Skiller beats, and he had this beat that was, like, super ill at the time, and it was called, like, the inward drag. And it's just a super crazy breathing technique from the diaphragm that's inward and outward breath really fast. Yeah. And it would be like... <laughs> And I was like, yo, like that sounds sick And I was yeah. like, I want to do that And then I started like copying his beats As much as I could Because he's a world champ for a reason Because that motherfucker been beatboxing for a minute And he just has like the craziest way of doing sounds Like I asked him about this one sound That I thought he was doing like everyone else and he's like no i do it a different way and i'm like oh son like what <laughs> and he just does crazy shit so i was trying to imitate him as much as possible and then like that's why i'm really technical because he's super technical and like whenever he won the world champs he beat this french legend alem from france in the finals of 2012 and then in 2015 because the world champs happened every three years. In 2015, Alem was the vice champion until he won the world champs in 2015. So he Alem lost to Skiller in 2012 in the mm -hmm. finals, but then Alem came back in 2015 and marked, and he won the finals. Yeah. So like that was the dope shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I like started copying Alem, and I think Alem is the guy who really like changed my beatboxing because Alem like is a drummer. And he plays like funky grooves and he's super technical. And he had this one beat, bro, that like was the beat that I wanted to do. And it goes like. And I was like, yo, that sounds like someone's typing on a computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I was like, yo, I want to do that. So like I started copying him and then it was like, all right, like. I feel like I've learned all the technical greats, you know what I mean? Like, I could copy Alem almost to a dime, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could do it so nice. Now he's light years better. But, um, yeah, like, those guys. And then I started getting into this beatboxer called Babili, who is from Germany. And he does, like, minimal techno beats and, like, bassy beats. And he would do, like... Boop, boop, boop. 
and he was super ill and then kim shout out to kim the french beatboxer who i saw whenever i went to my first battle in america he was doing like super crazy like just dubstep beats like and he was ill and then yeah like i was doing technical beats from skiller and alem and then i got into Bobbily kim and this beatboxer who has disputably the lowest bass in the game his name is big ben he can hit that low note bro and he has like a bass that's like like super low shit but like his yeah. is fuller and he can control it so like i was doing technical beats then like bassy beats and then it like transitioned into groovy beats with slizzer slizzer is this guy from luxembourg you know luxembourg is this tiny ass country in europe but they speak like german they have their own dialect of luxembourgish i guess i'm pretty sure but they also speak french and german there and he now lives in austria Okay. But he has like these super sick beats. He's like the he's one of the underground goats. You know what I mean? Like he's he's always placed in all the big battles, but he's never won like the big shit. You know what I'm saying? But he always has like the dopest shit, and he like does really crazy beats. Like everybody in the everybody in the. Shit like that, you know, groovy yeah. beats. So those guys, in terms of beatbox influences. Yeah. Okay. Um, to kind of like wrap it up. So what are you working on for this year in terms of like performances, and then also just like you're in shit, whether like producing like music or music videos, like along those lines. There's a lot, bro. You know what I'm saying? I like to keep busy, as any artist should. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for me, it's like, as an artist, you got to be, like, constantly stimulating yourself so that you don't get bored. And me, as a person, I can get bored really easy, you know? So, like, that's what I love about beatboxing is I'm always developing. In terms of beatboxing, I'm always making new beats. Like, I got so many new beats that I'm always doing. It's a blessing and a curse because... I sometimes don't perfect beats and I just leave them there and they're unperfected and I perform them on stage in a battle and people are like, yeah, that could have been cool, but like you didn't do it like to the fullest, you know? So fuck it. I'm just going to keep doing me and making beats, you know, <laughs> but beatboxing is always moving. Um, the production thing is on a halt right now just because I recently got a gig with Cirque du Soleil where I'm gonna be beatboxing on a cruise ship in Northern Europe. And shout outs to my boy Contrix from the UK, who's a beatboxer. He's been doing the gig for like two and a half years now. Um, they offered me the gig way back when, when they gave it to him. But I was like just in college and I was like, no, nah, like I gotta do this shit. So now that I'm out of college, like I'm graduating college in April from Point Park University here in Pittsburgh with an entertainment management degree, sports arts and entertainment management. Um, I'm graduating early. I'm going to Montreal for two weeks in April. And then in May, I get on the cruise ship in Europe. And then I'm on the cruise ship from May until November. I don't know what the plan is gonna be after that, but yeah, that's, that's that for now. The speech pathologist thing, hopefully when I come back to America, it's going to be lined up and we can, like, go into that because I really want to, like, get into that, like, 
clinical scientific realm you know there's a beatboxer who is disputably the best ever tbe like floyd mayweather the best ever his name is reaps one from the uk he is working in virtual no 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 artificial intelligence and augmented realities where he literally like i met this dude who he works with who has created this beatboxer's name is reaps one he has a boy who works with artificial intelligence that created a computer that is a reaps two this computer has the ability to listen to beatboxers or musicians anything of the like like music and sounds create a profile based on it and then improvise what it thinks it can create from the perspective of that artist so basically this homie has a homie who <laughs> who works on artificial intelligence made a computer that listened to all of reaps one's videos on youtube and then it created a reaps 2 profile from the perspective of reaps 2 right but this is what fucked me up bro i hung out with him like a year ago in boston and chilled with him after this battle and i was like oh okay like that's really cool like tell me more about it he's like well i'm working on a thing right now where he can uh, he can he can take this artificial intelligent computer and he can do a profile let's say on like reaps one but he can do it from the perspective of a different beatboxer so originally it's like reaps 2 is the second version of reaps 1 right through the perspective of reaps 1 but he can make a reaps 3 which is the third version of reaps 1 from the perspective of saying me villain and he can do that not only with beatboxers but also bands and artists yeah so that's that crazy shit. So he's on that next wave, you know, and he been working with a um, neurologist for the last couple years where they've been doing like MRI scans of his brain, understanding where beatboxing comes from and how it works. But I just want to get into that realm, you know, because I want to I want to make it as legitimate as possible. Like, I feel like my purpose is to create the platform, you know, because mm -hmm. for such a long period of time for what is it? It's been like six years, like seven years that I've been battling, like almost like nine years i've been beatboxing i've just been doing battles and going around and like linking but now it's like my life is pushing me in the direction of like putting other people on you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so yeah like cirque du soleil is coming up hopefully the speech pathologist thing works out in terms of music i really want to like i have a lot of original beatbox pieces that i want to like record and then do video for and i want to release that before i go to cirque or d while I'm at Cirque, just so that I can stay relevant on YouTube, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, aside from that, my side project that I'm doing is I got a boy who lives in Pittsburgh who used to be a sound engineer for Randy Jackson out in LA. So I link with him all the time and fucking, he's just like the illest, one of the illest producers, bro. Like, he's so nice and like, 
he hangs out with like a lot like a lot of like really dope musicians out in LA but now he moved back to Pittsburgh because he doesn't want to live in LA anymore mm-hmm. and we're working with rappers and vocalists and I'm bringing in instrumentalists like I got my boy who's a jazz drummer from high school who's super nice we go in there and we just like make music you know yeah. so it was really cool like that's what got me into the electronic production was like my boy was like yo you can sample your beatbox sounds and make electronic beats out of it but also you can make regular beats out of it and yeah i'm just like learning electronic music and shit through him but um i like one thing i really want to do in the next year starting now is like i really want to get my live looping set together looping is like a guitar pedal loop like you click the button you play the guitar riff you click it again and it repeats itself Mm -hmm. with beatboxing this company boss that's really big into like music hardware they made a they made a hardware device that is specific to beatboxers where you can sample beatbox sounds live with like a multitude of effects and you can layer them and make like full layered tracks out of just you a microphone and a loop and there's homies who are like touring the world doing festivals and that's the point that i want to get at is like touring music production because i don't want to fucking work in a restaurant anymore you feel me like i'm saying it now i've been saying it since i found out about cirque but like i'm getting out of the restaurant at the end of march i'm never going back i just want to do music like i'm going to cirque du soleil after that we'll see what happens you know but it's like yeah god gave me this gift i gotta keep it going you know yeah absolutely man that's it i appreciate it so lot coming up this next year a lot coming up just in general um i can't wait to see um where you go on this journey and you know the impact that you're gonna have on the community as well um i appreciate you for stopping by the stoop today it's been an honor um why don't you go ahead and give yourself a shout out uh so people Let know me where dap to find you up. music shout out to the stoop yeah i appreciate it man um, you can follow me on Insta at VillainBBX. That's V-I-L-L-A-I-N because people think it's I-A-N, but it's A-I-N. So V-I-L-L-A-I-N-B-B-X. Then if you go on Facebook, you can find me at Villain Beatbox. YouTube as well, Villain Beatbox. I had a Twitter, but it doesn't exist anymore because I'm not a big fan of Twitter. Um... Check me out on TikTok in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. I uh, appreciate you stopping by. Um, again, this is Meet from Stoop Kids in the 412. Signing off and wishing you all a great day. Stoop Kids 412.